now it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Why is this the only show that doesn't care about ratings? Because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. You can listen to more episodes at Voicing the Wilderness Radio, Apologetics Online Radio, or through one of our many other syndication partners. You can also listen at witnesstalkradio.org and leave feedback for each show. If you've been listening for the past few weeks, you may have noticed a trend in the interviews. Yes, they have all been from the recent Gay Pride Festival. Yes, they have all been addressing homosexuality and the LGBT community. But, the one thing you may not have picked up on is the common arguments that these people have used to make their case for why they feel homosexuality is not a sin. You're listening to Witness Radio. Andrea, we are at the Cincinnati Pride Festival, and you are one of the uh, coordinators, one of the people putting it on. So, why? You know, uh, I mean, obviously we, we know why, but uh, for you personally, why why did you decide uh, to put it on? Why did you decide to be a part of, of this event? I um, decided because um, I've always been a huge supporter of, of gays. Um, one of my very best friends, we've been friends for over 30 years. We met in fourth grade. Um, I was the first one that he came out to, and I've just, that's just, that's just how I was. I just, I've, I've been a huge supporter. So I felt like this was something for me as, as being an ally, I needed, I wanted to do more. I wanted to get myself out there and kind of pull some other allies out there and, and do some other things as well. And so that's why I chose to do it. Now, you guys put, couldn't have put on the Pride Fest uh, at a better time. I mean, just yesterday, the Supreme Court ruled that same-sex marriage is legal across America. So, I mean, did you guys know that that was going to happen when you were planning? Or uh, why did you guys choose this specific week? Any particular reason? Absolutely not. We had no idea that that the Supreme Court was going to vote on on that on that particular day. Um, when Pride happens, it's always the month of June. So um, June is considered Pride Month. Um, and so when we do this, um, we, we have our designated weekends. Um, we were just very fortunate and, and it very historically it fell on the most phenomenal and most exciting vote ever for the Supreme Court to do that. So we were actually very fortunate. We already had our dates planned. We've had, we've, we have next year planned already, so we, we have no predictions of, you know, who's going to vote on what, what's going to happen. We, we don't know any of that whatsoever. We just kind of go forward with our dates because of it being Pride Month um, and just just go with it. And we, we were very, very fortunate that it happened um, yesterday, um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, if anybody doesn't know, as of yesterday, uh, three years ago, DOMA was the one that it got struck down and, and, you know, domestic partners were able to be recognized and things like that. So it's been a very historic, it's been a very historic weekend. And so it just makes Cincinnati Pride this year, to me, way better because of that. 
you had mentioned to me before the interview that you were actually a straight woman and you're you're married and you have kids, right? So yes. tell tell me a little bit about that. Are, are they supportive? Uh, how do you raise that? Like, do you raise your children to be supportive of this and, and stuff like that? Absolutely. Um, my husband is ex- extremely export- supportive. I could not be with somebody that could not that could not be just because I am so passionate for um, gay rights. Um, and for and for equality in general, I, I personally could not be with somebody that could not be supportive of that. Um, he's always been like that, um, and I, I do. I raise my children with um, an open mind, and you know, it's still to let them make their own decisions, but you know, to realize that we are all humans. You know, we are all the same. We all bleed the same. It, you know, it doesn't matter that we we are the same individuals. Um, and I think a lot of that is getting very skewed now that, um, you know, people want to throw a lot of their religion and things like, things like that in there. And that's fine. I mean, I, I respect that to a point. But it's just kind of like, in the end, we all have to realize that we are all human beings. We all have skin. We all have bones. We all have blood. We, are, we really are generally the same human beings. Um, and so I try to raise my children to believe the same thing and to realize that it's not good to hate, that we need to love, no matter skin, no matter sexuality, it doesn't matter. We all need to love. What are your thoughts regarding people who disagree with the Supreme Court ruling or who disagree with homosexuality in general that's interesting um my thoughts are this um i was raised a catholic woman i don't practice anymore because i do not believe in organized religion at all um so but but the way that i was raised i was i was raised that um you know jesus hung with prostitutes jesus hung with lepers jesus hung with the kind of people that other people wouldn't hang with. So for those that try to be against it, I think they need to take a step back and maybe think that they're not really following who they think they're following. Because that's not the same God and, and Jesus that I that I and everybody else, um, you know, was raised around. So for those that want to be um, mean about it and spread hate, that's not, that's not what God and that's not what Jesus would have wanted. So they probably need to take a step back and realize that what they're doing is not is not what's what's good for anybody. Uh, am I here hanging with people? You are. A- am I uh, spewing hatred and, and telling everybody they're going to hell and stuff like that? Absolutely not. What are your personal thoughts about the, the Christians that, that say homosexuality is wrong? You know, why do you think they say it's wrong? <laughs> um, wow. So the Christians that say that homosexuality is wrong, um, I think it's because they're scared. They really don't know. And I think, and, and they really don't know who they're supposed to love. I don't really think that they realize who Jesus really was. And I think they probably need to start... Um, I think they need to uh, start reading the Bible from the beginning 
like from the very very beginning and just kind of go like go from the beginning to the end I my first marriage um, I married a Jewish man so I converted to Judaism so I was actually taught a lot of what uh, the Jewish laws and stuff like that were and and so when you get into the Old Testament and then you dive into the New Testament um, and you realize that it, once again Jesus kind of realized that the Old Testament stuff was excuse my French like it was just there was too many laws and rules that you had to follow and you know and, and that's what I'm saying it's just when you have those people that want to say that homosexuality is, is wrong you're speaking for God and I was always raised that you should never speak for God let God make that decision so if you want to sit there and spew that that's okay I'm okay with that it makes me mad but I'm okay with that it's just you're going to have to you're going to have to reach your judgment when you die and he's going to decide, was that okay for you to hate, or should you really have accepted and loved? Christians say that homosexuality is, is wrong because the Bible says that it's wrong. And uh, what I, another thing I've been doing is I've, been, I've actually been pulling out uh, my, a Bible to uh, focus on a particular verse. And because I, I want, you know... The, the honest thoughts of people that are here. I, I want their honest thoughts on, on what I, it says. Can I give you an honest opinion about the Bible? Sure. The Bible was written thousands of years ago. The Bible was also translated in the language King James because he couldn't understand the language that it was originally translated in. So with that being said, the Bible was translated in many different languages so that everybody could understand it. So with that being said, when you it's like that game telephone. I don't know if you ever played that game telephone. When you sit in a circle and you whisper to somebody something else and by the time it gets to the end it's nothing that anybody ever said the bible to me is that game telephone it's been taken out of context so many times it's been translated so many times why are we sitting here trying to pick out things that none of us none of us now no matter how educated you are you can't even sit there and and tell me what some of those things mean because it's in a totally different language that some of us can't even translate. So we're taking a book that was translated so many different times and those words and phrases and sentences have been taken out of context. I don't want to hear it. I do not. I absolutely do not want to hear it. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I'm getting tired of the Bible being thrown in people's faces. I'm getting tired of people hiding behind the Bible because they're scared. Absolutely not. You're hiding behind a book that's been translated so many times that you can't even figure out how it was translated. And you will never, ever, ever, ever know until the day that you are in front of those gates and somebody tells you that you are wrong. Or that you were right. And that's what we should all be waiting for. If you're not killing anybody, if you're not lying, if you're not, com if you aren't following the Ten Commandments, which is exactly what should have been followed, then you're okay in my book. If you're not following any of those and you're going off and doing your other stuff, then you're wrong. Homosexual advocates will argue for the acceptance of homosexual behavior not by taking up their position, but rather by trying to discredit the opposite view, 
which is from the Bible. In fact, one argument that was used in every single interview I had is that the Bible was passed down like a game of telephone. Even Bill Nye used this argument in his debate last year against Ken Ham. Here's Sarah and Grace Malley from Bright Lights Ministry to help you respond to this argument. In the recent debate between Ken Ham and Bill Nye, Mr. Nye said that the Bible came to us like a game of telephone. Unbelievers say this all the time, and it's important that we have a good answer to this argument. Just a few weeks ago, I was talking with a friend who wants to be sharing the gospel with others, and I asked her, if somebody says to you, how do you know the Bible is true, what would you say? She said that she really didn't have an answer to that. Well, as Christians, we need to have an answer to that question, and there are great answers that we can be sharing with people. And I know that many of you girls who are in Bright Lights groups have recently read Grace's book on witnessing, and you really have a heart to be sharing the gospel with others, so it's important that we're prepared with an answer to that question. It's important to understand that Bible translators do not work from the last translation, and they don't get their information by word of mouth. It's not like one generation passed on the message to the next, who passed it on to the next, who passed it on to the next, like the game of telephone. No, translators go back to early, reliable documents, and they work from these ancient manuscripts. That's why whether you read the Bible in English or in Spanish or in Russian or in Korean, it says the same thing. So the question is, can we trust these ancient manuscripts? Well, first of all, it's not one old document that we're talking about here. Do you know how many ancient manuscripts of the New Testament that we have? Just to put this into perspective, when it comes to very old books, we typically have very few ancient manuscripts. Of Julius Caesar's Gallic Wars, we have 10. Of the writings of Plato, we have seven. Of Homer's Iliad, we have 643. But manuscripts and fragments of the New Testament, we have 5,366. Add to this all of the ancient translations, and we have nearly 25,000. And the point isn't just that we have that many old documents, but the point is that they say essentially the same thing. They're considered to be 98.3% in agreement with each other. And a small amount of difference is just, you know, spelling and punctuation and things that don't affect doctrine. Now, regarding the reliability of the Old Testament, one amazing piece of evidence is the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were found in a cave in Qumran in Israel in 1947, and they were dated between 100 and 200 years before Christ. And when we compared these scrolls with the Old Testaments we use today, we found that there's no significant difference. So here these scrolls were, 1,000 years older than any Old Testament manuscript we had, and yet the texts are nearly identical. These Dead Sea Scrolls confirm the precision with which the Old Testament texts have been preserved. Another mind-boggling piece of evidence for the reliability of the Bible is fulfilled prophecy. There are hundreds, hundreds of detailed prophecies that have been fulfilled down to the smallest detail such as that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, that he would be from the tribe of Judah, that he would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, that he would be pierced through his hands and his feet. All of these, and so many more, fulfilled. There is no other religious book that can even begin to make such a claim. And did you know that there are over 25,000 archaeological finds that verify specific people and locations mentioned in the Bible? The Bible was written down 
by over 40 writers who wrote over a period of about 1,500 years. They lived on three different continents. They wrote in three different languages. And yet, the Bible fits together like this perfectly woven tapestry. How is that possible? It's because though there were 40 writers, there was only one author, God himself. You see, as Ken Ham said, there is a book. And it's the indestructible word of God. And we can trust it. You know, if God can create the universe, he can preserve his book. And he has. And when you're talking with people who don't believe the Bible, one thing that you can say to them is, there is a book. It is the best-selling book of all time. So whether you believe it or not, shouldn't you at least pick it up, read it for yourself, and see what it says? We'll continue the interview with Andrea after these messages. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Christian Collegiate Network, changeyourcampus.com. What do Jewish people believe? Or Muslims, a Mormon, or a Jehovah's Witness? If you've ever wondered, then the book, What Do They Believe, is for you. From the differing views on God and Jesus to sin, salvation, and eternity, what do they believe will help you get an accurate understanding of what other religions believe. What Do They Believe by Andrew Rappaport, available now on Kindle and at strivingforeternity.org. Now back to our talk with Andrea, a coordinator for a recent gay pride festival. You don't want to see the verse that I... No, I don't. Oh. I, no, I don't. I'm, I'm. The reason why I don't want to see the verse is because everybody tries to pull a verse out, and it's the same verse that I have seen since I've been fighting for equal rights for homosexuals, and it's a verse that has been so misinterpreted and translated that I don't. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear the Bible verses. I don't want to hear any of that. I don't because it's something that's been taken out of context, and that's fine if you believe it, and that's fine if other people believe it. But you have, to, you have to take a step back and realize that you are following a book that's over 2,000 years old that nobody knows the proper language for. And King James only did it because he couldn't understand it. And there's your historical facts. Well, um, I, I hope you're not uh, upset with... No, I'm not. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm just getting a little sick and tired of... I'm just actually getting a little sick and tired of that. I really am. And so I, I'm i just trying to say historically the only reason why King James Version exists is because he didn't understand what the true translation was. 
Uh, I wanted to go back to something that you mentioned uh, a minute ago. Uh, you said, you know, if you're following the Ten Commandments, you're okay. If you're not following the Ten Commandments, you're not okay. I don't think so. So, uh, if you don't mind me getting a little personal, how many of the Ten Commandments are have you been keeping? All of them. One says, uh, do not lie. Right. H- have you lied? No. Never? Never. Okay. Have you ever stolen anything? Absolutely not. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Nope. This is the uh, the first one. Have you always put God first in, in everything in your life? I may not be religious, but absolutely. Um, based on what the the Bible says, it says that no one has has kept that first commandment. It says that no one uh, seeks after God. No, no one puts God first in their lives. So, the Bible actually says that you would be guilty of breaking that one and then you would also be guilty of lying because you said that you have done that when the Bible says you haven't. What are your thoughts? And again, I'm not trying to judge you or anything. I'm, I'm just trying to get your, your honest thoughts. No, um, no, I mean, I understand it. Um, like I said, once again, you know, I was raised Catholic and things like that, but I've never um, lost my faith in anything. I've, you know... Um, if I can make a confession, you know, I pray every morning, I pray every night. God is still, God's still my focus. He's always been my focus, and he always will be. Well, again, I don't. I know you don't like the Bible. Um, I never said I didn't like the Bible. I just said that it's it's been it's it's been translated. You can't sit there and tell me that it hasn't been. There's a King James version. Which that is a version of that Bible. So no, I never said I didn't like the Bible. I just said it is something that has been translated so many times that everything gets taken out of context. I never said I didn't like the Bible. Let me ask you this: If God were to, on Judgment Day, if He were to judge you based on the Ten Commandments, uh-huh. do you think you would be innocent or guilty? We don't know. I know. We don't know that. We don't know that. That's speaking for God. You're actually putting yourself in God's place right now and trying to speak for him. We don't know that. Because to be honest with you, you I mean, you may be a Christian, but you're still guilty of things. So, yeah. So, no. Nobody is innocent. Nobody is innocent at all. We're all guilty of something. No matter whether you be a Christian or not, you're still guilty of something. And you always will be. We're humans. We're humans. The one thing that God gave us that he probably shouldn't have, but but he did because he had his reason, was he gave us free will. And so that free will is going to always cause us to never be, like, we're just, it doesn't matter. We're going to always be not innocent. I don't care how many times you spend in church. I don't care about any of that. He really doesn't either. We're all, we all, we're humans. We're all humans. And I agree, we are all humans. And none of us are perfect. We've all broken the law. But with that being said, the Bible says that those who have broken the law will go to hell. Regardless of what it is, it says that they'll go to hell, which means that that's, like like you said, no one's perfect. We've all, we've all sinned. We've all broken the law. That means God. So that that means that everyone 
is going to hell pretty much, right? Maybe we will. I mean, we can't, we cannot decide that until we physically die and we are looking at the gates and God tells us where we're going to go. And that's the way I try to live my life. I live my life good. I live my life the best that I feel that I can live it. And the only person that can ever answer anything that's going to happen to me is never going to be somebody that's standing out there protesting, saying that the way I'm dressed, I'm going to hell, or because I support homosexuals, I'm going to hell. It's God himself that's going to tell me where I'm going. And I'm, I cannot wait for that day for him to tell me where I'm going to go. Because I feel very confident that I'm going to go to a better place. How do you know that what you've just said is true? Where do you get them? I get them from me. That's what I believe. That's what I think about. I, I, that's what I'm passionate about. I, you know, a lot of it has to do with my, my upbringing and me just kind of questioning a lot of things. And so if my questions don't get answered, then I try to figure it out myself. And if I don't, then it just, it is what it is. My beliefs are my beliefs. It has nothing to do with how I was raised. It has nothing to do with how anybody told me. It's, it's my own personal beliefs. And what if it's not true? My personal beliefs? If it's not true, it's not true. That's okay. You know, once again, it's one of those things that we, we all of us, will never, ever know who's right or wrong until the day we die and we're facing, we are up there at those pearly gates ourselves. So we will never know. For all you know, all those Christians that try to sit there and say that homosexuality is wrong, those Christians could be wrong and they're going to hell. We don't know. We will never, ever know that until we are physically standing there ourselves. And that's what some of them need to take a step back and realize that you can't sit there and decide where those people are going to go because it's not your decision. It's God's decision. And God will make that decision when you die. And you just have to wait for that decision. And my personal beliefs are are based on the Word of God, the Bible. Um, The Bible tells me that, that we've all sinned or broken the law. We've all lied or stolen, done something to go against God. And because of what the Bible says, it, it says that everyone deserves to go to hell because they've all broken the law. But thankfully, it also says there's a, a, a second side to that story. Right. It says that you know Jesus died on the cross and rose again on the third day defeating death and offering everyone who has ever lied, everyone who has ever stolen, everyone who has ever not put God first in their life, in spite of your sinfulness, Mm -hmm. the Bible says that you can go to heaven if you turn from your sinful nature and you put your trust in Jesus Christ. What's sinful nature, though, to you? What's sinful to you? Is it sinful to see two guys kissing? Is it sinful for two girls kissing? Is that sinful to you? I base what sin is based on what the Bible says, and the Bible says that sin is transgression of God's law. So, for example, the Ten Commandments would be God's law, lying, stealing, stuff like that. Right. That would be but, but sin. Where in, yeah, but where in God's law in those Ten Commandments it says that two guys kissing or two guys or two girls kissing is wrong because the Ten Commandments that I've read, it doesn't say that at all. Right. So, but, uh, I mean, do you believe that two guys and two girls are going to go to hell because they love each other? I mean, don't you believe that love is love? I mean, don't you think that God is control of everything? Don't you think that God create—I mean, uh, uh, we're all created in God's, uh, you know, in God's 
image, right? So, I mean, God, don't you think that when you have two men and two and and, and two women that want to be together, don't you think that was created in God's image? How do you know? I mean, are they going to hell? Well, now, I don't think that two people loving each other, you know, the Bible say, doesn't say that you're going to hell because you love someone. Um, but the Bible does say that there are none good. No, not one. It says that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Well, who's a liar, though? Who is a liar? If we're honest, pretty much everyone has told at least one lie. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I thought we were talking about homosexuals, so who's lying? You were asking about whether or, whether or not I thought uh, two people who love each other would be sent to hell by God. Right. And I, I, I said no. Okay, well, and I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, well, no, what, what mean, God says would send people to hell, you know, would be breaking God's law. Okay. Lying is just one example. Um, now... Does the Bible talk against homosexuality? Yes, I, I will admit that it does. But it also talks against a lot of other things, like sex outside of marriage. You know, uh, whether it's a man and a man, a man and a woman, woman and a woman, sex outside of marriage, it says, is sinful. You know, Jesus even took it a step further. You're listening to When This Radio. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.